0: Welcome to the RISE podcast. I am Nuna Isi Ma. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we explore how to transform trauma into sovereign power, soulful purpose, and sacred pleasure, so that you can have the success and fulfillment in all your life circles, and be the woman you are born to be. Hello guys and welcome to RISE! I am so happy to have with us an awesome speaker by the name of Lisa King. And Lisa is a mother of five, a singer, a business owner, and a specialist kinesiologist. As a human behavior shifter and mentoring hand holder to awakening souls, she loves being a catalyst in her clients' lives. Nothing excites her more than seeing her clients lit up and ready to take on their life head-on. This is so aligned with what we're doing here. Welcome, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Nuno Ify. Oh, it's so great having you here, and I'm sure that uh, our audience will benefit Uh, from your uh, knowledge of kinesiology and how that relates to trauma and to uh, shifting through limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and we're gonna speak about how to ignite our abundance fire which is um, I guess something that all of us want right yes (laughs) and really
1: really really easy as well but people don't believe that
0: (laughs) right so let's dive right in Um, maybe you want to start by giving a little bit of a backstory how you um, ended up doing what you're doing and what brought you here and uh, we'll dive deeper
1: as we go along okay so 2017 picture this 2017 I'm a corporate executive senior management of a large pharmaceutical company I'm driving to and from work four hours a day I have five children four of them teenagers a three-year-old and I'm exhausted and I'm feeling my spiritual awakening calling me so badly that I feel like I'm in a prison cell every time I get into my car (laughs) going to work so that year I made a decision to rebirth my life and I symbolically gave myself nine months to do that. So January of 2017, I set the intent and by September month, I had left my corporate safety net, golden handcuffs, regular income um, to follow my dreams of having my own business and then being an energy worker, um, however that looked. Of course, things never go as planned and I had some months where I looked at my bank account and went, what was I thinking? And the following two years was the most tremendous growth and expansion on every level. And I'm so grateful that I could make that shift. Um, my car became my, my, during those nine months of the shift, my car became my, the best place to be because I was listening to podcasts. I was learning all kinds of new spiritual things. I was like singing by the time I got to school, my whole being was zinging and I would walk in there and people would go, whoa, what's going on with you? You know, so there was, the shift was amazing. And so um, the things that I've learned, I have started putting into practice with my clients. And um, so I regularly see clients for life coaching, for specialized kinesiology, for energy healing, crystal healing, and so on. So I use everything that I've learned over the last five years as part of my toolbox. To help people shift their energy
0: so right, generally, yeah. speaking,
1: generally speaking uh where where we see a when i see a client um things are lighter and brighter when they leave <laughs> no matter what their circumstances <laughs> so yes so i hope that was a good background for you oh uh, absolutely <laughs> there's you a know, lot more but yeah keep it, keep it simple <laughs> yeah right thank
0: you for that yeah you know where we are at, especially now, with all the global changes that are taking place and life is, you know, doesn't look the same as it used to uh, before 2020. And I don't think it will ever look the same. And that forces so many people to pivot and to reprioritize um, their life and really check in whether their work is aligned with their sole purpose or at least with their, you um, you know, with their um, bigger kind of yearning to, to do in this yeah. lifetime, right? I mean, um, you know, I think the days that, you know, going to work just for working and making money is kind of over, right? We, we have a deeper meaning, we have a deeper purpose and mission and it looks very differently to each and every one of us. Uh, but nevertheless, it is a really such a, tremendous important time to to recollaborate what we are here to do
1: right exactly so we're all being asked to shift Mm
0: -hmm. and we're
1: all being made to feel incredibly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that is where the growth happens through that immense discomfort and now some people will resist that discomfort and try to make it more comfortable and then delay the shift so it's kind of experiencing the discomfort as a room that you need to walk in mm-hmm. open the door walk in feel the discomfort move through it and walk out the other door changed forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly that and i can so relate to your
0: story on you know in my personal story because uh in 2012 i went to africa burn which is uh, you know the the african version of the burning man and mm-hmm. uh, and i had an awakening moment where uh, i literally heard voice in my head, telling me to let go of my business. Now, at that point in time, I was working for seven years, building my business together with my brother. And that was my my fourth baby, right? I had three children. That was my fourth baby. And I've not even once contemplated letting it go or uh, (laughs) moving away or anything like that. So it came like an utter surprise, but it was so Profound and so potent and so clear that I couldn't just ignore it. And um, I mean, my first reaction was, "Really? I mean, <laughs> what are you telling me that I just invested seven years of my life, uh, day and night, and we just started to see the sparks of success uh, on top of it? Uh, you know, I just moved to Komaki from from uh, Johannesburg, so we moved to nature, and I was working from home, and everything was kind of great right and uh, and then comes this big message and I you know I was torn in between my logic and my and my intuition and my logic said are you mad um what is this all about and then my intuition said well I'm not on my life path clearly uh, you know where where I will be more in service and um Anyway, long story short, I, I I sold my 50% about three days after I came back from Africa Burn. And um, yeah, I, I went on to my calling and, and here is what I'm doing right now. Um, so I I you know if you you have always the choice between making those changes by choice or by chance, right? Um yes. And, uh, and for many, it's not even a huge change that needs to happen, maybe just changing their perception, maybe just changing their limiting beliefs, maybe just change in, you know, just a few, a few degrees, uh, changing the angle that they do things to create yeah. that alignment, right? It doesn't have to be such a, you know, resign your work, let go of your business kind of scenario.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is you will keep getting the call, mm-hmm. even if it's a small ship that's needed, you'll keep getting mm-hmm. the call. And it will just get to a point where it's unbearable. And you actually <laughs> need to make the change. <laughs> and then you'll start getting messages from all sides. Um, if you miss the first call, there will be another call, there will be <laughs> another call, and it keeps coming. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for listening to your calling. My goodness, you're offering a lot of value to everybody. Stepping into who you really are and what you really want to be doing.
0: Right. And it took me many years. I mean, you know, I I first let go Mm. of the business and then went traveling for four years around the globe, um, which was uh, in the eyes of many very. uh, I've heard a lot of uh, different comments, but uh, for me and for my family, it was such an amazing journey of self-growth and I needed Mm. that to be able to offer what I'm doing today. So um, yeah, really trusting the process. And uh, as you said, I mean, the call uh, is coming and, and for me, it was just a moment that it was very loud and very clear. Mm. Um, but uh, of course, if we don't listen to it, it keeps coming. And then until the universe, you know, slaps us if we don't really listen, <laughs> right? <laughs> then it can come in a, in a much yeah. bigger bang. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's dive into how to ignite that um, yes. abundance fire. Right.
1: Right. So um, I work with with clients. Um, generally, I see people who are kind of my age. So they, I'm not going to give away my age, um, <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't feel like that number is relevant. But it's between the ages of 35 and 55 um, where uh, mothers who've been so busy with their lives and so busy with service in being in service to other people around them, that they've forgotten who they are. And they've forgotten what direction to head in. They've forgotten um, what joy really feels like. I often ask people that come in here, so let me hear about what joy feels like for you. And they cannot tell me. Mm. So it's like kind of forgotten that passion within them. And we work through a protocol of using kinesiology, so that's muscle testing, to check on the belief systems that this person is carrying or holding, to check on self-sabotage patterns that they're holding, and we start working through those, but in general, there are very minor shifts that need to happen, or very minor awarenesses that need to happen for their their changes to occur. everyone always thinks um, a major big life aha moment needs to happen for them to make a change, but it can be as simple as, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but it can be as simple as just accessing what you have right now to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. One of those things, for instance, would be water. And I know, I know this sounds really strange, but most people that come and see me are in highly anxious states, and they are forgetting to drink water shift to eight to 10 glasses of water a day um, and drinking with intention shifts their reality. It's because the basic needs aren't being met. Mm -hmm. The same with oxygen. (laughs) It's almost like my guides sit and laugh in a corner sometimes going, we've given you guys water and we've given you oxygen, but you aren't (laughs) losing it. (laughs) So breathing, making sure you get the fullest breath you can possibly get at all moments, telling your body you're okay. So so we see to the basics first. Are you drinking enough water? Have you got enough oxygen? And then we go to the beliefs. And I listen to their stories, and I listen to the underlying beliefs, and we identify them. And then we, we talk them into a better feeling place. So what are better words that you can use? What is a better perspective? Let's look at it from this side. Let's look at it from that side. And we start unpacking that whole elephant from all angles, rather than from the backside because that's when people are with me they are just looking at the back of the elephant and cannot see the beauty of the elephant they have ahead of them Mm -hmm. I also use um, human design which is um, I don't know if you've heard about human design before Mm -hmm. which literally helps us understand how people use their energy so every single one of us has a different energy makeup with different sort of imprints that we have for this lifetime And if they're not using their energy correctly, they will feel drained and have very little life force to assist them with their journey going forward. So we work out, you know, what what, how are you not using your energy correctly, (laughs) basically? And we find that people are saying yes to things when they mean to say no. And that is just through our conditioning. And it's, it's, it's literally very evident in women where our conditioning is that we feel and that we're should say yes to everything to be a good girl Mm -hmm. to be rewarded for being nice Mm -hmm. and um that literally drains the life force energy to the ground (laughs) it's saying yes to everything you shouldn't be saying yes to now your abundance fire cannot be stoked if you are sending your energy sparks out to everybody else Mm -hmm. so you know we, we go through a process of bringing all that energy back and then understanding going forward what can you say yes to, and what shouldn't you say yes to, and how to put that filter in place for yourself in the kindest possible way? So it's oxygen, breath, water, and kindness for yourself moving forward. Are you making any decisions based on your own needs first? And it's really important to do so. And you're not a bad person for understanding your own needs first. Once we've covered all that, there we go right what is your future imagined reality blank people go like i just don't want to feel the way that i'm feeling now Mm -hmm. what happens then they've been looping on how they don't want to feel rather than igniting what they do want to feel Mm -hmm. so we work on a process of well if time and responsibility and you know money wasn't an issue what would your life look like all sometimes a little bit blank. <laughs> and then we we'll gradually start pulling it out of them when we start building that fire, we start putting the sticks on the fire. And it would be just a simple visual image of what they would be doing what they would look like what they would be smelling, who they would be talking to, um, what their surroundings would look like, and um, simple, simple things. And then to visit that often with lightness and fun and joy, and passion, without feeling resistant around it, and the second they start feeling resistant around that future imagined reality, there's a limiting belief that has popped up and said, hi, I'm home, Deal with me, and then we move the limiting belief, found a more empowering belief, put some more oxygen on the fire, put some more sticks on the fire, (laughs) it's a process, it's a process, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the process that I take moving forward with my clients and with my friends and with my family. And it's important for you to have that visual image in, uh, in front of you to be able to work towards. Mm-hmm. So a lot of um, the people that will be on the RISE Summit will be speaking about belief clearing, and they'll be speaking about visualization, and they'll be speaking about meditation. Um, I just think it's really important to harness the practical things that you have at your disposal, and one of them is your brain. Although we don't want to always use and make our decisions with our logical mind, there is a part of the brain called the reticular activating system that you can activate um, to help you manifest and to be abundant. So that part of your brain is this amazing switch that you can switch on. It brings forward the things that you find important. Mm -hmm. So if you can regularly visit that visual image in your mind of what it is that you want in your future, the brain deems that as important Mm -hmm. and will make connections for you going forward when it can bring you closer to that particular future imagined reality. So you're actually using your physical body (laughs) to help you to manifest the thing that you want. If we don't visit it frequently, and we let it go on the back burner, it kind of recedes back and and goes back and hides. So we've got to visit it regularly. So that's why I also use vision boards, Mm -hmm. visual images, Um, we go through a process in, in, in vision boarding workshops where we really, really narrow down what areas of someone's life they want to activate, influence and make important. And we vision board around that, bring the visual imaging in, make it important to the reticular activating system or the RAS, as it's called. We RAS metaz. And then we set all that emotion. And then, of course, as you know, in the ethers, that gets activated too. And the dimension that your future imagined reality is on is met once you reach that vibration. So it's important to keep your body in high vibration as well. Mm.
0: thank you yeah I love what you shared and I uh, find it to be so true Um, you know also working with many people and asking them how do you see your life in five years and Mm. they don't have an answer they know what Mm. they can give me you know I ask them you know what are you not happy with and they can give me a long list right the list goes on and on and on they can state all the things they're not happy with and then when i switch on uh, this question of how would your life look like a year from now five years from now they don't know and so many people right they invest their energy into as you said looping in what they don't want which really what it does it manifests more of what they don't want um, and then I've got more to complain about and this is um, mm. that perpetuating cycle where is when we have a very clear vision of where we're going we've got the roadmap we've got the path we can slowly step by step baby steps follow that path mm. but we know where we're going right it's like if you if you want to drive uh, I don't know to you know to to some town, I don't know, we're we here in South Africa, right? Both of us, which is uh, very rare because I don't have any speakers from South Africa. <laughs> um, so say you want to drive from you know Cape Town to Johannesburg, but you don't have any GPS, you don't have any map and you just by chance, you know, you're driving and maybe you'll get there, maybe you're not. Um, the, the possibility of you getting there uh, is very slim, right? Um, whereas when you follow a certain roadmap, You'll get there. So, you know, we, we give a, a, a lot of a importance to plan our vocations, to plan our birthday parties, whatever it might be, but we don't give that importance many times to actually mm. plan our life and we just leave it to kind of, you know, happen by chance. And so then we get pulled to all different directions, right? Because when, you know, I've, I've been listening to um, many mentors when it comes to abundance and, and you know, uh, self-mastery. And many say that when you don't plan uh, things in your diary, you just let let spirit plan it for you. And then, you know, you don't know what will, <laughs> will be put into the time slots uh, because you're not taking that ownership. So. Mm. And and I also love how you talked about uh, the ability to say no, which is mm. really important. And I think mm. that many people, especially when they've been through uh, abuse or trauma or um, you know many challenges in their life, they um, first tie their self worth into pleasing others. So you know they find it very hard to say no. And secondly. Um, you know, they feel that if they say no, they will be less appreciated, less loved. And uh, it's actually only when we learn to say our sacred no, that we can also say our sacred yes, right? Full heartedly
1: and yeah. mean it, right? Exactly. And um, also it's the way you say no, you know, you can say mm-hmm. no with kindness as well. Mm-hmm. And you can explain that I'm saying no to do the kindest thing for myself right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people understand. Mm-hmm. It's when it's when you don't have the skill to say no in a way that is accepted by somebody else. That's why um, it's important to have tools in how to say no. If you struggle with saying no, and I often have one called the feel, want, willing tool. So, what you, how you could say no to someone is to say, "I feel quite overwhelmed with what's on my plate, and what I want is really to give you my full attention." and what i'm willing to do is to reschedule this discussion for whenever just mm-hmm. as an example for work or you could also say i really don't have capacity for that right now would you mind if i miss this opportunity and we can take it up some other time mm-hmm. it's it's not saying no i'm saying no to you mm-hmm. it's saying i'm saying no to the opportunity and i'm saying no because i don't have space for it in my life right now people understand that mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's learning the skills of saying no in the nicest possible way mm-hmm. so that you're kind to yourself and kind to the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So practicing saying no kindly and um,
1: even as player.
0: a road mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. as a mother, you know, so many times I need to say no, which is really, really struggling for me when I started my motherhood journey, I must say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, slowly as uh, I realized that this now has to come in because otherwise mm. I'm not I'm actually not doing a favor for my children as well mm. um, I, I really had to practice that and uh, and saying it in a in a way that is assertive and kind right
1: yes and then also you know there's also another form of not saying no and that is um, not saying no, but stepping in to fix somebody else's issue. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my mentors actually reminded me again last year, that you are actually, you know, we have free will. And that's the only thing we really have that is ours in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that if we step in and help somebody else on their journey, we are actually robbing them of their opportunity to use their free will. And that mm-hmm. really hit home. It hit home. It's like, if you step in to try and fix somebody else's issue, you're only delaying their journey. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. trying to keep them out of the discomfort that they need to move mm-hmm. on. So oh that, that that was like a big one for me, mm-hmm. a big aha moment. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, putting that into practice has been amazing to watch when I do step back and just watch mm-hmm. and see how people are able to pick it up by themselves so um just as you know for everybody that's listening to the summit if you're a healer or you're in a position where you are helping other people it's very important to mm-hmm. just be an observer and not actually step in and help <laughs> you can only reflect back and 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 that helps the person more than yeah. you're stepping in and helping them yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i couldn't agree more i had to learn that mm. myself i remember when mm. i started my journey uh many years ago you know i started first with uh natural health and uh, naturopathy and you know all that and after my studies after I've completed my college I was in my early 20s I worked in a health shop and I remember a moment when somebody came in and he wanted um lexatives natural lexatives and of Mm -hmm. course I was like well what actually stands in your way not to be able to you know (laughs) and he looked at me and he said I don't want anything to do with, you know, I just want the laxatives. And for me, his abrupt reaction was such a wake-up call because Mm. I took a step back and I really, really contemplated on his reaction. And I realized that I can only meet people um, as far as they want to go. And I really have to give them, um, you know, to to walk this path in their own pace and, you know, however they want to take it on and not try to come with all the solutions, which I know will help. I mean, I've got no idea that I could solve it for him on many levels, mm. but <laughs> he was not open for that. And, um, and and I think that especially for women and especially a woman that works with other people uh, in a service way, it's important to realize that uh, although we think we have all the answers and sometimes we really, really do, um, the person in front of us might uh, still need to go through their own journey to, exactly. ripen, to ripen, you know, to to take all that on. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying.
1: It's also important, you know, when you if you do see clients, um, that you leave them in a more empowered place, that they're in charge of their healing. Um, what I've experienced um, is that there are a lot of, um, I have kind of labeled it as gatekeeping healers mm-hmm. and they, they um the client believes that the healing will only come through that person. And um, so I, 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 I don't like that. So I prefer to leave the healing in the hands of my clients and I go, I'm leaving it up to you. When you leave here, you're going to feel aligned. Let's bottle that feeling. Let's see how that feels. And when you start going out of alignment, again, let's chat and see what is needed. So that the healing empowerment stays within their realm rather than mm-hmm. being gatekept, gatekeeping, <laughs> what word, um, through someone else. Um, so that is really important to me. Your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing that I've also discovered is that someone will come for a session and they love it so much that they want their best friend to come or they want their husband to come or they want somebody else to come. And I say to them, well, unless that person is willing to make the appointment with me as part of their free will and wanting and desire, I don't think you should bring them. It must come from them. And I've had it where a husband is lying on my table and he's not ready. He's not ready. So, you know, listening to your personal calling when it comes to healing, etc. is really important too. And you can't, as a partner, think that the thing that worked for you is going to work for your partner. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's very much about knowing when you need to shift and then trusting that the right person will come and help you fill the gaps that you're needing.
0: Right, right. Mm. And yeah, I like what you're saying, because, you know, for me, I always hesitant to call myself a healer because mm. uh, I feel that we yeah. all healers. We actually all healers. We are our, our own healers. Uh, nobody else can heal us. I like to say that I'm an instigator, that I'm holding safe space, that I'm guiding, that I'm mentoring, that I'm, um, you know, coaching, facilitating, facilitating, Mm. exactly, Mm. but not healing per se, because this is only, only you can heal yourself. That's it, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah, so... yeah
0: how <laughs> let's let's go back to to creating abundance because uh i'm sure that you know our audience will uh, love to get more um, maybe practical tools or uh or a process if you will to to really uh bring in that sense of sufficiency and abundance
1: yes so and um, we spoke a bit about which fire are you fueling with mm-hmm. your thoughts you know, are you feeling the fire that is filled with all your complications and things that are going wrong? Um, how much time are you spending on that? Uh, and how much time are you spending on fueling your abundance fires? So it's kind of making an awareness around the percentage of time every day that you are spending on your issues or the things that you're wanting to manifest. So that there, there, is, there is a first step is just noticing, just lightly noticing, oh, well, there I go again, which fire am I feeling? Ask yourself the question, I'm firing. I'm not feeling the right fire right now, so I'm going to feel the abundance fire and I'm going to set my intent, even if it's, uh, you know, to create a better feeling place this afternoon. You can feel that fire instantly by saying how you want it to be. A lot of people don't know what they want, so I think it's really important you understand how you want to feel Mm -hmm. so you know they don't always know um you know you can't always be that specific about i want a a house with brown walls and a red roof and a beautiful um, driveway you can visualize feeling safe and satisfied and fulfilled in your four walls um, and your garden and if you could make changes what would it be you know light changes that would make you happy what colors would you have around you what plants would you have around you i'm just giving very simple examples. Um, so actually being very definite about, I want to live in a you know, $2 million home with a this and that, it, 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 it doesn't really help you. It does help you to understand how you want to feel. So the first things first is how do I want to feel? I want to feel free. I want to have time. Um, in that time that I have free, I want to be doing this. I want to be walking in nature. I want to put my toes in the sand. And then when you put your toes in the sand, how will you feel? How will that feel to you? What will it smell like? So it's really putting yourself into the picture of how that would feel. So it's always looking past um, what your issue is into the future. What will healed Nuna Yusi you see look like, you know, what will she be doing? So it's just understanding, you know, however you're feeling now, what, is the better feeling place that you want for yourself. And then what will you be doing? What will you be smelling? What will you be wearing? What will you be saying? Mm. Um, And and just bringing all those practical visual images into your mind to make it important to you. Mm. And then also stepping into that every single day. Mm. So even if it means dress rehearsing in your mind for two minutes, closing your eyes, Lying on your bed as you wake up, just closing your eyes and imagining what that would look like, just lightly. It's kind of like giving yourself um, five minutes off every day to set the tone for your future, just by closing your eyes and dress rehearsing what that would look like. That's it. It's not any harder than that. It's just important not to loop on the fire that is not the abundant fire. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's almost like there's a the fire that can uh, distract this, you know, be destructive and burn yes. us. And then yes. there's the fire that can be, uh, you know, the fire sustain. of our, of our pa- passion that can sustain yes. and yeah. And yes. which one you f- f- fueling and um, exactly. yeah, it's also important um, I think to combine the thought and the emotion, as you said, right. Cause the emotion mm. is the frequency the thought as well, but combined—that's the real power. Mm. Um, you know, it's almost like um, it gives an electromagnetic charge, right? So um, it's like the feelings are magnetic, the thoughts are electric, uh, and together it creates that electromagnetic field that um, that can bring us in alignment to the frequency, even before the material is there. Yes,
1: right. and we can choose to be in that frequency. For- from now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know at any point in time whatever makes us feel joy we can bring ourselves to that frequency so it can be as simple as looking into the center of a flower and just looking at the magnificence of the miracle that is a flower and understanding then that if the flower is so simply beautiful and the same energy that made that flower made us imagine how amazingly beautiful we are and you can just bring yourself into to that vibration. Understanding that we are as much a miracle as that flower. Just bringing yourself into that moment anytime you wish. It is really quite simple. And if you can't get into that, that feeling of vibration is understanding well, what is the barrier that I'm putting in place here. Why am I not allowing myself to experience this? Who said I can't? Why is it not happening for me? And then really trying to explore, you know, oh, wait, I've got a time crunch. I need to do that. So why is that more important than standing, staring at this flower? <laughs> you know, and understanding, just, just, just becoming mindful around where are my thoughts going in this moment? Am I being present right now or am I future solving already? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and really knowing that uh, we have the access to everything we want to feel now, Uh, and of course the more we cultivate it, the more it sustains and prolongs and become our uh, second nature, but the Mm. practice is what we can do right now. And, and then say if there's really a, a difficulty for somebody to access those feelings, like somebody knows that in their mind, they can understand, yeah. okay, I want to feel more joyful. I want to feel more at peace. I want to feel more um, happy, ecstatic, whatever it is uh, for you, but I can't. There's something that blocks me. What, what to do about that?
1: So everybody has a favorite color, a favorite smell, um, a favorite memory, photograph, picture, um, it's, it, I would recommend having three things that you can shift your mind to, that you can shift to with ease, because sometimes in the beginning it's really difficult for people to imagine a future imagined reality, it just doesn't happen because they're not allowing themselves to, but if they can get on that frequency, um, and so it is having at hand maybe a color chart or um, an essence or a crystal or a picture quite close by or within their mind that they can shift their mind to for a couple of seconds. So um, I don't know if you have um, are a fan of Abram Hicks, but there it is recommended that if you can just shift your mind for 18 seconds, you are re- rewiring that pathway. And so what you will be doing in the beginning is real baby steps. It's just shifting your awareness for 18 seconds onto something that you prefer, something that makes you feel better. And that is the start of that journey. It's just every single time being able to shift, being able to shift. It's a, it's like a working muscle. It mm-hmm. needs to be practiced and activated quite a few times. And then you start seeing the shifts. You start feeling the shifts, mm-hmm. acknowledge mm-hmm. them. And then bottling a joyful moment mm-hmm. you know sometimes you, it, you you have a joyful moment like you, you just can't help smiling at your child like you can't believe what they've just said and they're just that that it's almost like you need to take a snapshot of that moment in your mind and cling onto it for dear life because sometimes you need to go back to it just to bring yourself back into that vibration you yeah. know so it's the it's really simple mm-hmm. um but we do need to commit a little bit to being able to shift for 18 seconds at a time. So for those who just can't, that is what I would say is step one. Mm -hmm. And then you start going to step two in doing the one minute visualizations and bringing your mind back to how it would feel to succeed. Um, You know, if somebody has a a desire to be on stage and to sing, like I used to have, um, is to really see yourself on the stage see the curtains opening see the crowds see them weeping when you sing see them clapping when you sing um, hearing the applause seeing people stand up and clapping while you are you know finishing off your song on the high note and you can actually just feel it you can feel it rising when you do that so it's taking something that you really want to do putting yourself in there and making yourself the biggest success in the whole world (laughs) just by closing your eyes Um, In kinesiology, we have a a move called the frontal occipital hold, which is like this. So you hold the front of your head and the back of your head. And what you're doing is activating the primitive versus uh, the logical mind, because you don't really activate them at the same time, usually. So by holding, you are um, activating both um, parts of the mind. And then you are creating a new memory, literally, Mm. by visualizing and doing the frontal occipital hold. So it actually becomes a reality for you. Mm. So that's a really cool thing that we use in kinesiology to shift um, an electrical charge about a traumatic event, is we frontal occipital hold, and then we create a new memory around that issue.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, what you've been been talking about is uh, what's called in in uh, in the medical field neuroplasticity, exactly.
1: and this is um,
0: you know the ability of our brain to fire and create new neurological pathways. And uh, it's fairly new science because up until I think uh, not so long ago, very surprisingly, not so long ago, I think a decade ago, uh, maybe two, but not more than two. Mm. Um, it was not even acknowledged it was not a science and the the understanding the medical understanding was that we were born with a certain amount of uh, neurons and um, that's all we have and when we adults I mean they develop obviously as we grow up and when we are adults set and you know in stone kind of Um, theory and uh, this is absolutely not true and now we emerging into this new science uh, that we actually always create new neurological pathways and we create them by firing new neurons so when we do things that we are not used to do when we are coming out of our comfort zone in the brain right Um, from those Uh, neurons that always work in collaborations with others and and constantly going through the same circuits of firing. And when we actually start doing something new, uh, that we create new pathways and new neurons, actually, like we can actually today know that we can replace dead neurons with new ones. So they forever growing, they forever uh, recreating themselves. uh, Mm. And then uh, they are unlimited. And then I know that, you know, if you, uh, for instance, take on a new um, completely new learning, say you learn a new instrument to play a new instrument or you learn a new language, you all of a sudden creating all those firing that are completely new. And that is um, really um, working your your muscles in your thinking, your thinking brain muscles, so to speak. Right. So it's really by taking charge, knowing that, and taking charge of creating new thought patterns, creating new uh, experiences that are more aligned with where we want to be, right? We were talking about me in the future and how I see myself in the future, and Mm. how do I now work this gap between where I'm at now and where I want to be, and how do I um, co-create um, and, and take charge and take responsibility uh, with my free will to, to narrow that gap. So, you know, what can I do now that will bring me joy? What can I do now that will um, elevate my sense of what I want to feel? Uh, what I can do now that will bring me closer to that, to that future me, right?
1: yep and when it's activated in your brain that that's important to you things start popping out from your reality for you to pay attention to
0: mm-hmm.
1: um who was it dr joe Dispenza said if you want mm-hmm. to do, create something different go do something different so mm-hmm. in the shower when you shower in the morning and you normally start with your left hand side start with your right hand side and see how uncomfortable it feels <laughs> if you want change do everything differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and because mm-hmm. we are an extension or oh, you know the the external environment is an extension of our magnetic field uh mm-hmm. changes that we do on the outside has a huge impact on our uh inner state as well always yeah. right i mean many times yeah. where i'm feeling um a little overwhelmed or you know i'm you know I, I i mean i've got today the tools that i know how to deal with it but You know, sometimes I'll do something in my external environment like declutter or, you know, swap uh, uh, some furniture around and that will immediately create that inner shift within me as well. So sometimes it's even easier in a way to start from your immediate environment, from your home, from your space, Mm -hmm. than you know, from yourself. And um, yeah, that's another way to to make that change Ooh, right that
1: clutter story that clutter story is a whole episode on its own because <laughs> <laughs> we have clutter in our relationships too we have clutter in our in our fields so yeah there's a there's that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but yes absolutely when you start moving stuff around in your home that's in your immediate vicinity that you look at every single day Next big shifts mm. big ones mm. Mm. yeah yeah,
0: yeah right so um, do you want to take us through a quick process um sure yeah i would love that so
1: we are going to frontal occipital hold so you're going to put your one hand on your forehead Mm -hmm. and the other hand behind your head you're going to close your eyes nice big breaths and you're going to imagine that beautiful heart space expanding out past your home, past your street, past your suburb, past your country, past the the continent that you're on into the universe and connecting with that beautiful source light. And just feel yourself breathing with flow. And in the state, you are able to activate a superpower, which is scanning from your head right down to your toes, and searching for any places that feel really heavy or tight or constricted. And you'll move from your head. And when you get to the first part of your body that feels tight and constricted, I want you to go and investigate there and look at the shape of this feeling that you have. So it could be any shape. Let's acknowledge the shape, the color. Let's look at the color of the shape. Let's understand if it's heavy or light. And in your mind's eye, take that shape and shrink it down to the size of something that you could carry in your hand. And imagine that item now in your hand and you're going to release that item, it's no longer needed. You look up and ahead of you, you see the edge of a volcano and you can feel the heat coming up from the volcano And you walk to the edge of the volcano, it's quite safe for you to do so. And you take that object in your hand and you throw it into the volcano. And as you throw it, you see the heat attacking that thing and breaking it into one million pieces, falls into the lava, gets sucked into the middle of the earth. And you can know that that will now be transmuted to something completely beautiful. And in that area that the, the shape was is now feeling empty. You can see the white light pouring in through your crown, pouring through your head to that space in your body where it is now being filled with white healing paint, beautiful healing paint going from side to side, popping out each soul with health and vitality. And you feel the surge of this beautiful energy coming through you and the extra bonus is that all the areas of your body that requires healing is receiving this beautiful white healing light and see it going right through your body, through your hips, down your legs, down to your toes, see it turning at your toes and shooting back up with joy and passion right through to the top of your head again, over your shoulders, down your arms, to your fingertips And everything about you is glowing and vibrating, and you are receiving healing in this moment, and for as long as you need to receive this healing. And just feel yourself basking in this beautiful white light. And take three deep breaths, remembering this feeling And you can return to this feeling anytime that you wish and follow the same process to move anything that doesn't want to budge from your body using the simple visualization technique, holding your brain, the front and the back. And now we're going to come back down to our bodies. See your heart space. Coming back down through the universe, through into the Earth's atmosphere, to your continent, to your suburb, to your home, to where you are right now. And you are now 100% yourself, all bodies, all levels. Ready to look at the world in a more lighter, brighter state. And you can open your eyes when you're ready. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sure thank you for that that was uh, really really powerful and i think it's an amazing tool for somebody to to use when they feel that stumbling block or when there's yeah. that one thing that they want to um let go of so they can have that um that space to envision mm. what they want to create who they want to be what they call mm. in
1: exactly Mm -hmm. and you have the power to do that Mm -hmm. thank you oh thank you so much to be on your summit it's so wonderful (laughs) (laughs)
0: thank you for accepting the invitation and thank you for sharing your beautiful energy and your wisdom um yeah blessings it's really really uh, appreciated
1: thank you so much
0: (laughs) And if people want to work with you, want to know more about what you're doing,
1: uh, what's the best way to find you? Um, I have a website uh, called lizaking.org. Um I'm quite a multifaceted human, so I, I needed a place to put everything that I do in one, <laughs> in one place. So um, I, I have all my services listed there and a little bit more about me as well. It's lizaking.org. Simple. Simple. Mm-hmm. Simple and powerful. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. And uh, ciao for now. Until the next time we meet. Ciao. Bye. Bye.